This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Bringing you a common sense and fresh perspective to creating a just society. This is Common Sense on Social Justice. You'll get equipped with the tools you need to carry out social justice right where you are. Now, here's the host of Common Sense on Social Justice, Michael Davis. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am so glad that you are here with us as we continue to journey on uh, how to create a just society right where we are. And I wanted to give you a different perspective on today's podcast, just some thoughts on freedom, because I haven't really talked a lot uh, in this podcast on freedom, but wanted to uh, talk about what does freedom mean today? And uh, is it possible for us to get rid of this dichotomy of freedom versus non-freedom. I'll talk a little bit more about that today. But I was recently traveling uh, in the Midwestern United States, and I visited a a few uh, states there. And as I traveled, I observed that there were uh, various laws and various rules and various sort of ethics, I guess you would call it, in those various states. And then I had a lot of conversations with people there about Oregon, where I live, and people asking me questions about Oregon to the point where I realized that they had a sort of a false understanding of what life in Oregon is like. They think it's all about riots and all about Uh, sort of a communist approach to things. I had to clear up a lot of misunderstandings. And then as I was flying back to Portland, I realized, wait a minute, we've, we've got a problem in society where we're judging others based upon this false dichotomy. You know, you hear people say things like, I am so glad I don't live in that communist state. Or people will say, we should move to that certain state because they're free there. And have you heard statements like that? Well, as humans, we are never content. And people long to be free. And when they perceive that another American state, for example, is free, and the one that they are in is tyrannical, then they move to that other state. They quit their jobs, they uproot everything and go there and they may leave family behind in the process now granted some states are definitely freer than others but we also would have to agree on what the word free or freedom even means to determine what states would be freer than others and there are definitely some states that could do a much better job including my beloved oregon But the fact is, I love it here in Oregon. The Trappist monks have an agreement that they must live by, and one of the agreements that Trappist monks have to live by is to love the place where you are. To love the place where you are. 
To desire to be somewhere else than where you are is to be attached to the temporal. When determining where to live, the all-important question is, God, what is your will? So we're not to determine where we live based upon what appears to be better or freer, but rather, what is God's will in this situation? And today, we're going to look at the different freedoms that different American states have. Now, if you live in another country, I hope you'll forgive me and you'll be able to apply this in your own homeland. But I'm speaking specifically from an American perspective today and the 50 states of America. But each of the states have different freedoms and we can learn from each other's states how to better live as a just society. And then we're going to learn more of that, how to live that out as always with this podcast in your neighborhood and as an individual. Now, one of the things in my travels that I've was reminded of is how that uh, each state in the United States, even though it belongs to the same country, each state has its own culture, has its own laws, has its own way of doing things. In fact, that just the simple thing when you cross the border from Oregon into Idaho, the speed limit on the interstate changes. So you may be on Interstate 84 in Oregon. It's going to be one speed limit, but the law changes as soon as you cross the Idaho border and you're introduced to a new speed limit. That's just a simple way of looking at it. But each state has certain freedoms. And every state, all 50 states, has freedoms built into them. Some may have more economic freedom than others. Some may have more social freedom and some may have more educational freedom and so on. But the fact is every state has certain freedoms built into them, but not, there's not a single state in the United States that is completely 100% free because even the states that appear to be freer than others still have their own struggles and things they need to work at. And so what we need to do is actually learn from each other. Now, St. Augustine said this, The world is a book, and those who do not travel read only one page. The world is a book, and those who do not travel read only one page. I like that, because I've traveled internationally. I do work in Kenya, uh, among the poor there. I've been to Europe, to Canada, Uh, you know, all around the United States. And what I've discovered is that humans do things differently than I do in my own culture. People, humans think differently in other places in the world. And what I've discovered is that they're not wrong in those things. They're actually expanding my horizon and and actually enriching me. So when I do travel and I partake of these different cultures, I'm actually being enriched as a person because my, my perspective is widening and I'm able to see more of God's creative work in the world. Now, some examples of things I've discovered is that we can get locked into our culture and then when we do get locked into that culture, uh, we begin to judge others and our judgments are often quite wrong. And so we have to to learn to understand and to learn from others. So, for example, 
I've heard many people here in the Pacific Northwest who just absolutely cannot understand how someone in Ohio, for example, can vote for Donald Trump for president. And I've had to explain to many people here that, you know, here's the thinking in the Midwest. Here is the experience. So I try to remind people in the Pacific Northwest that the people in the Midwest have had different experiences than people in the Pacific Northwest. They've had different upbringings. They've had different ways of perceiving the world. And so to them, it makes complete sense to vote someone like Donald Trump. Now, it's vice versa. I was talking to someone in Indiana in my recent travels, and they just absolutely could not understand what people in Portland are thinking. But I had to explain to them the culture, the experiences of life in the Pacific Northwest, and to the person in Portland, these things make sense. Why? Because the culture, the way that people are shaped and form, uh, informs them how to behave and act in certain ways. Uh, But you can't understand other cultures and you begin to judge them when you get boxed into your own culture, when your whole life is wrapped in this, this blanket of, for example, of Oregon, then you're not able to understand and appreciate where others are coming from. And you're left just to judge them and to hate them. Now, what's one of the interesting things for me and my recent travels to the Midwestern United States is a lot of people in the Midwest are very much against the open Southern border. People in the Pacific Northwest all along the West Coast states are very much in favor of the open southern border, and they're very much in favor of just letting people come in, immigrants and refugees. And, and of course, again, the people on the West Coast do not want criminals and cartels coming in, but they do want, you know, people on the West Coast have this idea of compassion looking like, let's welcome them all in. Now, people, a lot of people in the Midwestern states are like, no, we need to close that border down and no immigrants and all that. Now, I, my day job is to work with the homeless. I serve the homeless in Portland. And, but along with that, there's a lot of these refugees and immigrants coming up to Portland from the southern border. And guess what my job is, is to meet with them, to guide them and help them find housing, get their work permits, all these things. And I I work for an organization that helps people with those things. And I kept getting asked by people in the Midwest, why when I, oh, uh, rather, let me put it this way. I kept getting asked by people in the Midwest what I do for a living. (laughs) Imagine standing in Indiana or sitting in someone's living room being asked what I do for a living. And my answer is, Well, those people coming up from the southern border, I help them get housing, get jobs. And can you imagine the awkward silence and the judgmental looks I got and people looking at me like, wow, we don't know what to do with this guy. But imagine how those conversations went. But what has happened is you've got two people from two different cultures who are both right. Okay. The people in the Midwest, completely right, should not be allowing criminals and the cartels to come into the country. 
people on the West Coast completely right. We should show compassion to the immigrants and refugees because they've suffered enough. Okay. But what happens when there's no understanding and no ability to relate, then it creates judgment, it creates division, and what we really want is unity. Now, I want to say this, especially in the United States, that there is no dichotomy of free versus communist states. I hear that all the time. I keep hearing people talk about how Portland, I mean, rather how Oregon is such a communist state and how California is such a communist state and so on. Do they have communist tendencies? Absolutely. The previous governor of Oregon definitely uh, could make uh, a good run in a communist country, I believe. But Oregon's not a communist state. It's a very free state. I live here day in and day out. It's quite free. I get penalized on certain things. I think, why am I getting penalized on that? It makes no sense in the United States of America. And the politicians in Oregon do get held accountable from time to time because they blatantly Uh, go against the u.s constitution but it still it doesn't make it a communist state and i want us to get rid of the idea and the notion in our mind that there are free states in america and there's communist states no we're all free and by the way we have the freedom to vote people out that we think are tyrannical in their approaches to politics and certainly again some states do have sort of a socialist leaning or communist leaning, but they're still held to the same U.S. Constitution that all the other states are and can be legally held to that. And by the way, I've said this before, but I believe, and as I've studied the U.S. Constitution repeatedly, it's quite, to me, it's quite the anarchist document. It's not really a Republican or Democratic document the u.s constitution promotes heavily holding the government accountable the citizens being able to hold the government accountable and if the u.s constitution were strictly adhered to it severely limits the powers of government and the size of government so it's it's somewhat of an anarchist leaning document that says, you know, the citizens are what's who's the main players in society, and government is just there to support the citizens. <laughs> so I love it. Now, I did a study on the Internet, which is kind of difficult. The study, I was saddened to see how, how little real information is out there, but I did a study to see what are the freest states in America and discovered that some are more free than others. But then I had to ask myself, really, what's the standard for freedom? You know, for these studies, the standard for freedom was what's their economic policies? What are the state's uh, educational policies, their policies around family and things like that? Um, And it showed, you know, things that, for example, North Dakota is more educationally free than other states, more options for education there, while Florida is more economically free than other states. And yet, these states that were, by and large, uh, on all the data, were more free than others, they, those states were actually uh, had their own struggles and things that they failed on. So, you know, we're all in this boat together. But there's another question we have to ask ourselves when we're thinking of creating a just society, is what is the daily experience of freedom? Not what does the data say, but what is the daily experience of freedom? And I had to 
really ponder that question because people on the surface could judge my home state of Oregon as tyrannical in some ways and kind of crazy in others. But then I had to ask myself, as I go about my daily life and I talk to my friends here, uh, what is the daily experience of living in Oregon? And Oregon does not qualify as a free state. According to all this data, it was actually, I think, 49th, 48th, something at the bottom. But my daily experience of living in Oregon is very free. Yeah, I pay more taxes than I should. It drives me nuts when I look at my pay stub. And yes, they penalize me for driving a car by having some of the highest gas prices in the nation, by restricting my driving privileges, uh, by, you know, I don't want to get into that, but in different ways. And But socially and religiously, Oregon is one of the freest states I've ever visited, and I've been to almost all of the states. And socially and religiously, I experience more freedom than, for example, people in the Midwestern states do. So, for example, in Oregon, uh, all lifestyles are acceptable. <laughs> now, people... In, in very conservative states say, well, that's not a good thing. You're allowing people to live in sin. But for me, the positive of that is that people can be honest where they're at in life. And what it does is if you're struggling or if you're, you're on this certain path in life that doesn't seem to be in the mainstream in Oregon, that's okay. And I like that because it allows room for honesty and then you can see people for who they really are, not what they're pretending to be just so they can fit in. So for me, that's a positive. Yeah, I don't want people living sinful lifestyles, but before I judge that at all, I myself have to look at my own life and understand all the reasons why I keep regularly going back to confession and having to confess my own sins. You know, I, I we all struggle in some ways, but having that openness socially, uh, allows people to go down certain paths and then maybe going down certain paths, they discover truth in that. And, you know, I, and then religiously, one of the things about living in a state where people religiously can experiment with anything is that then people, I feel like people have more opportunity to really discover God. Whereas in super conservative states where the religion is restricted, maybe it's restricted to Catholicism, or it's restricted to to uh, Protestantism, or restricted to a certain religious standard, uh, it doesn't allow people to really discover God as well. Like a place like Oregon, California, where anything goes as far as religion goes, it gives people that real opportunity to ask the hard questions and to really learn from each other. I mean, I've had a lot of people in uh, religions other than mine who's taught me a lot about God, and I really appreciate them for that. But uh, what it does is it allows for a freer expression of, of people to explore, which is what we're doing in this life anyways as humans is exploring who is God. Where is God? What is God? What am I supposed to be doing in this life? And I love the fact that you can do it without judgment. I mean, I don't know how many times in super Protestant states where I tell people, yeah, I'm Catholic, you know, <laughs> and they kind of give me that judgmental look. But here in Oregon, I mean, I can tell people they're out now atheists here, agnostics, or they're, you know, uh, 
in the new age movement or whatever here in Oregon, and I tell them I'm Catholic, you know, they're just like, well, okay, this is this guy's path, you know. I love that <laughs> freedom, you know. And that doesn't fit in all the data because that doesn't get calculated. But it's just those things where each state has certain freedoms. And why am I talking about this in this podcast? Because freedom is a form of justice. And if we're going to create a just society right where we are, we have to understand that a very large part of a just society is freedom for humans. And I don't mean freedom to harm others, but freedom to live as a human being. And each state has certain freedoms that allows them. And what the states should be doing is learning from each other. Like maybe Oregon could say, you know, our economics aren't all that great. And so let's ask Florida what they're doing right. Or Florida's like, man, you know, it's just like things are going bad in this area. Let's ask Oregon how they're getting it right in that area or whatever. The various, you know, but let's, I'll boil that down again to the neighborhood and the individual because that's the focus of this podcast a little bit later on. Now, as we go on, I want to um, explore the question is what freedoms should we be aiming at in society? Pope Francis actually talks about this and he brings out uh, in his writings that the justice of freedom and states should observe economic justice. So people should be, Pope Francis talks about how people in, in uh, a free society are able to provide well for their families because they are economically free to have good paying jobs and that the governments in a free society provide good paying jobs. You know, for example, uh, it's known on the West Coast states that the cost of housing is far higher than the growth of wages. And so the West Coast states could grow in justice by, by providing an atmosphere that attracts good paying jobs. So everyone has the opportunity to be healthily housed. Uh, Pope Francis talks about low taxes. So states that have really high taxes really need to reconsider their tax structure and figure out how to lower taxes so that it's not a burden on citizens. Free states have educational choices so that everyone, every citizen in that society has the opportunity to send their children to good quality schools. Uh, free states, free societies have religious choice built into them. For example, in the U.S. Constitution, it says that as uh, citizens, we have the right to uh, religion and the right to practice the religion of our choice without any infringement from government. So there's religious choices. And I would say not just from the government, but there's religious choices among the citizens, meaning that you can pursue the path you think you need to take to God without my infringement. Now we can have discussions and I can give you my opinions and you can give me your opinions, but we're not actually judging each other and infringing on each other now because the fact is 
we all have paths to take to get to know God. And I have learned that everybody's got weird paths to take. <laughs> okay. My path to God has been weird. Everybody's path is weird because there's no normal path because there isn't one. Yeah. The way is through Jesus Christ. I'm going to say that much, but what I mean is how you get there to even understand that, because that's the problem. I'm not talking about that. The path isn't defined by God, how to get to him, but it's the way we come to understand that as humans, because oftentimes we, we hear the truth, but we can't quite get it. And so we go down all these different roads and then finally, boom, okay, I need to get over here on this path because that's the one we didn't get. You know, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, you look at the saints and all the saints understood I've got to come through Jesus Christ to get to the father, but they all took different ways to get to that point. Their lives were not all the same. And so how, allowing people the freedom of figuring that out. Uh, another freedom that is very important to a just society is the freedom to, to live. And what I mean by that is to have the freedom to be born to have the freedom to, to migrate, to move about while you're here on earth and the freedom to die uh, with dignity. And I don't mean assisted suicide because they call that death with dignity. I'm talking about dying with real dignity, meaning we die natural deaths. So we're free to have life. Everyone is. Another freedom or another aspect of a just and free society is that there is strong support in that society for families and that society for families. So one thing I've observed is that the West coast states and the, uh, some of the East coast states are very anti-family and maybe not on purpose, but that's what they have become. This is very hard to get along as a family and the supports are just not there to when your family's struggling to get what you need to keep your family together. But I've noticed in some of the Southern States and Midwestern States, there is a strong family focus. And so when you're struggling as a family, you have people who come around you and help you through those struggles. And so again, learning from each other, how to do that. And there's many other freedoms that come in a just society. And at the end of the podcast, you'll get the email address and you can email me, give me your ideas. What does a free society look like to you? And so Pope Francis encourages us, encourages governments and encourages societies to protect these freedoms for its citizens. But now we are confronted with an important question. And that is, what is real freedom? What is real freedom? Well, St. Paul, in his letter to the Galatians, says that real freedom is the freedom to serve one another in love. G.K. Chesterton said that freedom of religion is supposed to mean that we are free to talk about religion. But the truth is that freedom of religion means that no one can talk about religion. <laughs> I love that quote. Every time I run across it, I have to laugh. But, you know, 
freedom, the real freedom, is spiritual freedom. And what is spiritual freedom? It's freedom from attachments. It's that freedom to be. I have been created uniquely by God, and I'm a unique individual, and in a free society and within myself, I am truly free when I am being fully me. You see? And when I am allowing you to be fully you without judging you, without criticizing you, but rather by celebrating the beauty of who you are. And and, uh, St. Paul says that when you are truly free, then what you're really doing is serving one another in love. He says, in Christ, you have been called to freedom. And it is for freedom that Christ has set you free, but do not use your freedoms to indulge the sinful nature, but rather use your freedoms to serve one another in love. You know, in American society today, this conversation has got to stop of demanding my freedoms. People, I've I've got a freedom to own a gun. I've got a freedom to speech and I've got a the right to, to this and that. And it's true. I mean, we do have inalienable rights that God has given us, but the fact is the purpose for being a free people is so that we can be free to serve one another. Here's an example. If I live in a society that is very restrictive, that has terrible job opportunities, that has terrible housing opportunities, then I'm spending all of my time focused on how I can survive and how my family can survive. But if I'm in a free society where I'm not looking over my shoulder, well, where I'm well provided for because the job opportunities are there, and in a society where I'm not constantly looking over my shoulder to see if the government's coming after me, if I live in that kind of society, now I am freed up to focus on my neighbor and what the needs of my neighbor are and to celebrate and enjoy life with my neighbor through backyard parties and, you know, whatnot. But what often happens is governments become very restrictive and societies do as well. And then we're just constantly focusing on ourselves and how we can survive. Now, here's a challenge. Are you ready for this challenge? I hope you are. I want you to learn and memorize every law that is on the books in the United States. Yeah, learn and memorize every law in the books in the United States. Have fun with that. The fact is, we are only free when we are free on the inside. Then from that, we allow others to be free, even free to fail, and free to be different from us without being judged. And may we truly learn to be free in Christ and to promote a fully free society right where we are. You've been listening to Common Sense on Social Justice with your host, Michael Davis. A common sense and fresh perspective to creating justice where you are. 
Share your comments and questions with Michael by emailing sjcommonsense at gmail.com. That's sjcommonsense at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.